This is a public service announcement from Trash Kid TV and its affiliates. We are sad to say that our website has been taken down. Multiple quote-unquote reports were filed and we got our website taken down. But I vow to you today, Trash Can OGs, the website's coming back. And it's coming back stronger than ever. And Chris has a few words to say as well. So, co-president of Trash Can TV, Chris, go for it. To the person that filed these multiple complaints, I just have a few questions. Number one, who do you think you are? Number two, how dare you? If you stop us now, we'll just come back better than ever. We'll do trashcan.tv.com. We'll do tv.trashcan.tv.com. We'll do trashworld.com. I have no shortage of shortages of names. That's right. We'll just keep coming back, and we'll keep coming back stronger than ever. Our commitment is that deep. But that being said, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. He almost forgot his name for a second. It this is the Donut Box Podcast. Episode 31. So, dang. 31. Yeah, well, I mean, if you guys couldn't tell from the uh, intro, the the website did get taken down because someone quote-unquote filed quote-unquote multiple reports of copyright infringement and the website got taken down but hey just give us a little bit be patient with us and we'll get that website running up for you we're not done uh we got more in us so yeah but uh michael we are so thankful that we get to do this donut box podcast every week hey we just want to give a special shout out to uh a listener in wichita we don't know who you are but you're pretty consistent and you're listening every week and we appreciate you we see those numbers from wichita so Shout out to our Kansas people. Also, shout out to our Virginia people for being so uh, so on board since day one. So they've been pretty consistent with us. Yeah, and here in our home state of Texas, we got a lot of consistency as well. So shout out to everybody out here in Texas. Before we jump in, uh, we want to shout out because we have a new country that hopped on board in uh, France. So we just want to welcome all of our French listeners. Uh, I can't do a French accent, but my last name is French apparently, and uh, so but that's the only thing that I have in relation to French uh, people. But we welcome all of our listeners from France. Hope you enjoy it. So on to our first segment, which is our old-fashioned donut or our stories. And right now for episode 31 in the next few episodes, it's going to be people from our past. So we've had one of these before. It's been called the Boot Corral. And this is where Chris and I used to work. It was a Western wear store, and we came across a lot of interesting people while we were there. Um, and so I'm, I'm just going to jump into it, Chris. So the very first person, we're just going to call him by his nickname. We all used to call him Punky. Not sure why, but we always used to call him Punky, and he was the salesman. And I was also a salesman at the time, and we consistently competed, but... This dude, this dude was goofy, man. Like, he was straight up goofy. Like, Chris, how, how would you describe Punky? Like, I, why, first of all, why did they call him Punky? Why did they call him that? I don't know. I mean, that was something, um, he wasn't there when I first started. And I don't think he was there when you first started. He came just like all of a sudden. I remember it was like, oh, he used to work here. He's coming back. I mean, but I never got the story of why they called him that. 
it was something that from when he worked there the first time. Well, for those of y'all, those of y'all that are listening, uh, Micah is kind of underplaying this, and I'll go ahead and jump in and let y'all know straight off from the gate. This was Micah's arch rival, his nemesis. This is one of the top people that Micah does not like on this list. I don't know why, and I guess Micah will explain a little bit, but they competed a lot. And whenever you mention this guy's actual name, it just makes Micah's skin crawl. So I've never, Micah's a pretty likable guy, and he likes a lot of people. So for him to actually view this guy as his arch nemesis, I don't know why. So tell him why, Micah. Tell him why you just absolutely do not like punky so he was a nice enough guy as it like stood i guess but the the thing was um how it worked as far as when we were in sales is it was all commission based so we didn't make an hourly wage or anything like that it literally came for how much you sold and so um i had been a salesman before him like i said so he was coming aboard and i was actually the number one salesman before and so he started, you know, he started becoming number one. And what I think was really funny is he was doing it in a not so uh, moral way, I guess. He was stealing customers from people is essentially what was happening. And that's what he would do a whole lot. Um, and so that's that's why I really didn't like him. But like, for instance, I mean, there was a Saturday and Saturdays were like our biggest days. That's where you sold all your, your stuff was on Saturdays. I had sold, I mean, it was a good amount of money. It was like the most I think I had sold ever in one day was that day. And this guy was so obsessed with wanting to beat me that he had, he was going to stay 12 hours when I had only worked eight, you know, I had to close anyways. And he was going to work, stay 12 hours just to make sure he beat me. And so it was just little stuff like that. I guess it was just like unnecessary competition too. It's just like, dude, let me have my day in the sun too. Let me ask you this question. If you were to describe you and Punky's relationship minus the whole uh, Angela situation, would you describe yourself as Dwight Schrute oh, and gonna... him as Andy <laughs> Bernard? Is that how you would describe it? Sure. Yeah. And um, – yeah, as Chris would mention, and what he's alluding to is, yes, there was a female in the in the midst, too, and uh, she would swing back and forth between who's number one. Well, so uh, that was Punky. I never really had too many interactions with him because during this time I worked in the back, but he would always, you'd go up to him and be like, hey, Punky, how you doing today? And he'd be like, I'm alive and kicking, and Micah hates it when I say that now. Well, it was because he would always say that every customer all day long. I mean, imagine standing there for eight hours and hearing this guy live and kicking, live and kicking, live and kicking. It's like, oh, shut up. Anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah, but our next uh, our next character on the Boot Corral Part 3 uh, is this woman, and we'll call her name Tori, okay? And she was one of the head cashiers. She started working there way before Micah and I got there, and she had been around for a while. And this lady was like in her probably 40s, I would say, which was, she was considered like very old because the rest of us were just college kids or high school kids um, or, you know, in your early 30s. And so she was really, really uh, old 
we thought, but she was 40 years old, but she was still acting like she was in high school. And that whole place was run like it was high school. I mean, this person would be talking about this person and there would just always be so much drama, especially among the cashiers that was up front because most of them were girls and they would always come to the back talking about, well, this cashier did this and this cashier did that. But Tori was stirring the pot and she was just always stirring it. And she had a big crush on our boss and she was always making inappropriate comments about our boss and uh i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and tell the story of why tori got fired okay i'm gonna tell the story uh this is a little bit of a little bit more mature content so uh viewer or sorry listener discretion is advised so she went on one of these boot camps as you've heard us talk about before which whenever a new store would open we would go down there and we would help build it or help stock it and so she was brought down there for the stocking portion of it. Well, uh, come to find out that uh, a couple days later, the head bosses and our boss found out that she was um, performing certain services uh, to people out of her hotel room. It was basically people were just kind of taking a number and she would... Uh, she would uh, make them feel great and uh, she was doing things that were not necessarily condoned by our company and she was doing it on the company's dime it was a very very interesting time when we found that out it, it was it was like oh i mean you were kind of surprised but not really at the same time yep she was uh helping them pull on their bootstraps if you know what i mean so uh, our next and final guy his name was Todd. We'll call him Todd. And this guy was a pretty cool guy, uh, but he would always chew gum and he would always just, you could always just see him chewing gum. And he was a really cool dude. He actually uh, trained like MMA, I think, or UFC. And he was like, he was training people. So he's really big into MMA. So what else about Todd that we want to, uh, want to specify so he was so big into mma i'll just break off and for those mma fans out there he said at one point when donald cowboy Cerrone was in his younger days that he had actually beat him in a fight you know and he's one of those kind of fighters that you know he teeters probably on like amateur to pro he would do like amateur and pro events and things like that mostly as coaching when we knew him but you're kind of sitting there going, yeah, I kind of don't think you beat him. But um, anyways, he also looked at his phone incredibly close. Like, I don't know if he had bad eyesight or what, but this dude would be smacking his gum. And I mean, when I say he held it close, he would have it in his right hand and he would have it. I mean, just maybe two inches from his face to where his retina is almost touching the screen. I mean, it was that close and he would just be like going line by line down the phone that close like I, i've never seen anything like it but he would also be smacking that gum so he'd be doing that just and he would also be talking to you but hey how you doing that he constantly just like that he was also very uh forward with what he said and he i think he actually got a uh a harassment charge on him because a girl came in one time and she had just gotten like you could tell she had just like changed and had gotten out of the shower and her hair was still wet right and so uh she comes in and she has this wet hair 
and uh, he makes the comment of something degree, something to the effect of, oh yeah, I love it when girls have wet hair. And it was very creepy, and she felt very creeped out by it. And uh, there was a harassment charge. And uh, he wasn't around for too long because he was not a very good salesman, he, or he didn't care. And he was always uh, not making his quota. So those are our uh, fun characters from the boot corral. Man, all of them are hilarious. Yeah, just think back about all of them. Uh, especially, especially Todd. He was just, he was just funny, but uh, it wasn't cool what he was like with with women. But I mean, he was funny nonetheless. Um, anyway, so our next segment is our jelly donut, which is our jail report. So, I've got a story this week, Chris. You ready to hear this thing? Oh yeah, I'm ready. In a case of mistaken identity is where we're going with this one today. Um, so, there was actually these two people. Uh, one with the last name of Cruz. And they actually were booked on cocaine trafficking charge for... It was like a bench warrant. And basically, they got the names wrong completely. The police officers did. Well, on top of it, when they got pulled over in the car, they had this bowl with a quote-unquote unknown substance, and it looked like there was a white block in the middle of it, which they implied that it was cottage cheese, like in a soup of some kind, or a bowl of something. And so they tested it, but it came back positive for cocaine. So they said that it was, you know, cocaine and whatnot. So, literally, what ended up happening, so they found out about the mistake, and they said, oh, because they'd already been taken to jail at that point. And so, once they got taken to jail, they literally were released, um, and they retested, because somehow they had a spoon from the event. I guess they took the spoon as evidence where there was cottage cheese on it or whatever. They took the spoon for evidence, and they tested it later, and it didn't, in fact, have cocaine on it. So she was booked for um, having this person's name, having this cocaine bench warrant. Then they thought she had cocaine, and she had neither. So literally, she got arrested, basically, for having soup in the back of her car. Wow, that's very interesting. Bro, I honestly, I watch, uh, you know, stuff like Cops and to Catch a Smuggler. I don't trust those test kits where they, like, put it in the little package and then they like pop the granules to t make it turn blue or whatever it is i'm like you could just be popping the granules and they could turn blue on their own like i don't i don't trust those but yeah. like at the same time like it's crazy you just think about it just because you're the wrong person and then of course you know you tell the police it's not mine it's not me like you have the wrong person of course they hear that all the time and sad enough to say here in america like you're guilty and Till proven innocent it's supposed to be you're innocent until proven guilty but man that's that's a wild story man yeah and they were actually in jail for over a year until they got everything sorted out so i mean that was year worth of time that they can't get back which which isn't very good but um what i thought was just crazy is the fact that i, I mean it tests positive i totally agree with what you say about the little test kits those things look shammy anyways i don't know um they they just look like you could probably get a dozen of them for a buck and they're probably not good you know good quality either so i don't know man i really think that um yeah sometimes they find what they want to find yeah well 
my question is, are the people going to sue? Like, are they going to do a civil suit? Because that's kind of like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, they it had, doesn't say on here. They had probable cause because the names did like make sense. And it was just they messed up. But at the same time, bro, I always wonder about that. Like people that, you know, get wrongfully imprisoned. Like, do they ever like get restitution or something? Because it's like yeah you took a year away of my time like do they get any i know in some cases they get compensation like if they sue but like i think on their own they're just like oh yeah sorry we got the wrong person yeah it doesn't say if they're gonna sue but i mean i have heard of false imprisonment suits where they get a lot of money but i i think that's probably how it is it's like unless you sue us we're not going to give you any money but yeah that was crazy story for our jelly donut so our next segment is the donut hole. This one changes up each and every week. So here's what I want to talk to you about. I finished the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I figured we could talk about that for a minute. And then you asked me some questions last week. So I have some Star Wars related trivia for you as well. Okay. Do I have to eat like pig's feet if I get them wrong? And by the way, Micah is going to eat the pig's feet, and we're going to video it, but we're going to see each other in a couple weeks, so we're just going to video it then. And plus, with our website being having to be reconstructed, I promise it'll be on the website. But yeah, man, uh, dude, yeah. I, I do not want to spoil Obi-Wan Kenobi for anybody, but my thoughts are please 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 go see it and I, a lot of people have said you know what it's so slow and then they stop watching after episode three that is like when it gets good is like four five and six and six of course is the quote-unquote end of the limited series i'm telling you he gets like first half of the series he's dealing with the trauma of feeling like a failure and then i promise you by like episode end of episode three beginning of episode four Homie comes back and he kicks butt and he's like the old Obi-Wan and I'm telling you, he reconnects with the Force. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it is so, so, so good. The same feelings that I got in episode three when he was like, you are my brother, Anakin. I love you. I got that on the last episode. I won't spoil it for you, but it gives the same feels. But I mean, the first one, it was really interesting. I see what it's building. I see what it's building for sure. I'm going to try not to do any spoilers when I'm talking about this, but I don't know. I think the way that they set up different characters were cool. Like maybe even characters that were not not in the main focus anywhere in the prequels at all. Like Bail Organa and like his family and stuff. Yeah, and kind of how the family dynamic is. And I mean, essentially being royalty and getting to see that, like how it would probably be, you know, being in a royal family, like on the Leia end. And then you could see aspects of Luke coming out and you're like, okay. I see what's what's how it's going here, like how it's getting like where it's where it's headed. And um, and then, of course, there's some things at the end of that episode that's just like, oh, it was I mean, it was kind of tough. It was kind of like uh, some of these decisions that Obi-Wan was having to make at certain points. You're kind of like, dang, I, I see where he's coming from. You know, but I could see how, you know, he could go the other way with the decision as well. The thing I liked about this series is like it humanized him and it gave you a thought and process into like what he's actually going through. Because, I mean, think about it like you you train this kid up from childhood and he's basically like your brother and then he turns on you and then you basically have to kill him 
you know, and that's kind of a lot of things. And then you're in hiding and you kind of feel like it's all your fault because you messed up training, training the kid and you messed up the whole empire. Like uh, it it really humanizes him because, yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a kick butt Jedi. And he also, too, like, you know, he's human. But I also like that they are delving into his relationship with Princess Leia because then in episode four, it makes sense. It's not just like, oh, yeah, like she just randomly contacted him because he had something to do with her. Like she has a relationship with him, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah. And they have a relationship with both and whatnot. And it's good because you feel that struggle. I mean, it really like puts you through that struggle with them. I think something else that was pretty cool is I was thinking about things like like there's a scene where Leia is like looking out on this balcony, right? And you're thinking about where like the fact that her planet's going to get blown up one day. Like I whenever I watched the movies when her planet gets blown up, to me I thought this, the theme was cheesy, you know, cuz by the time it came or the by the time I saw it, it's like motion pictures are so good to where a green laser beam that you know blows up a planet is not exactly crazy cool anymore but then you start to think about the effects like dang i couldn't imagine like earth like we're we're here and you go to like the grand canyon and then all of a sudden years later when you're an adult it gets blown up and you think about all these places you went and it's like i can never go back kind of thing that that'd be kind of crazy so it gave kind of those perceptions too, I think. It really gave backstory to what I think really needed some backstory. So I think it was cool. I think it's it's really cool how it's going. So I'm, I'm going to keep watching it for sure. I'm telling y'all, hang with it. And this is probably one of the best things that Star Wars has come out with in a, in a long time. The movie sucked. Mandalorian, yeah, it's okay. Book of Boba Fett, bleh. But like this really felt like the old Star Wars. Like it, 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 it truly from beginning to end. If you watch it and the ending, you're like, bro, they did such a good job with it. So hopefully, maybe there'll be a season two. I don't know at this point, but go check it out. Go watch it for yourself. But just hang on until the very end. I don't want to spoil it, but it's so good. All right, man. So you ready to answer some questions? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm ready. What is my punishment if I don't get? them right well since i was eating something kind of bad do you think you just want to make it even what's what's something you don't want to eat i mean i really don't like tomatoes but that's really not as bad as pig's feet i guess i'll eat the pig's feet as too i will both <laughs> film ourselves eating the pig's feet how about that to make it fair that works that works all right so the first question there's only four so i figure it's best of three right so if you get like three in a row we already know you're gonna gonna get it uh, the fourth is okay. kind of a tiebreaker, so really you can only miss one out of these. Uh, but there's only oh four. no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Um, so the first one's a real softball question. Where did Obi Wan take Luke after his birth? And I could do A, B, C, or D, but I think you already know the answer without even. Oh, easy Tatooine. There you go. Okay. This one you have a 50-50 chance. So Luke lost which of his hands in the fight with Darth Vader? His right hand or his left hand? Oh, man. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> I want to say I want to say it's his right hand. I want to say it's his right hand. That's your final answer? That is my final answer. It is his right hand. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, I think he's right-handed because he cuts off the hand with that he's using to fight his lightsaber. But... But I think Anakin also lost his his right hand as well because I remember, and the only way I remember this, 
is at the end of Attack of the Clones, like he's holding Padme's hand and like he holds her hand with the right hand and he's got the mechanical hand. So that was a totally a guess, but I think it was, yeah, it's the right hand. So yeah, all right, all right, one more to go, one more to go. All right, perfect, that's all you need. All right, so this next one is really hard. This is probably the hardest question on here. So in the first episode, so the Phantom Menace, who acted as Queen Amidala's decoy? Oh, I already know. I already know. Well, I already know. I already know. Right, you, you already I already know? know. Hey, go for it's it. It's Kiara Knightley. Go for it. Isn't it? It's Kiara Knightley, is it? No, but what was the handmaiden's name? What was her name? Yeah, they say it. They say it to um, the Gungan guy. Uh, I feel like it starts with a V. Vamela? I don't know. Do you want me to give you options? Options? Yeah, give me options. Give me options. Okay. Sebi, Ragna. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the last one. Let's just say Penelope. Yeah, it's not the last one. We just don't go with that one. Is it Penelope? I think it's the last one. Is it the last one? No, it's not the last one. Is it Sebi? It is. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yes, there. I guess I got that one wrong. But hey, I knew which actress played the played the stunt double. It was Kira Knightley. Kira yeah, Knightley and Natalie Portman were both in it. And the rumor goes that uh, Natalie Portman's mom came on set, and Kira Knightley was actually in like I guess the costume. And even Natalie Portman's mom couldn't tell that it wasn't her. So that's a little fun fact trivia for that. All right, I guess I gotta get this question right, or I'm eating some pig's feet. Nah, you already got three right, pretty much. So I mean, no, I didn't. I didn't get three right. I didn't get that last one right. Yeah, you did. You said you said her name. No, nope. no, I said. Well, my first choice was the last one that you oh, said, okay. so I, I technically you. got it wrong. I got you. Okay, so then here's the last question for all the marbles. So, where was Yoda's home in his later years? Kashyyyk, Dagobah, or Mustafar? Dagobah, that's the easiest one. Dagobah, it's Dagobah for sure. Yeah. You must go. Yep, that was pretty okay. easy. That, the only hard one was that third one. That was a pretty hard one. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this before we hop into the next segment. Who is your favorite Star Wars character out of the whole franchise? Ah, oh, that's a hard one. It's a really hard one. I definitely, Obi-Wan's up there. Um, cause I did like him in the prequels. The only thing that I, I didn't like, and I think that the series is going to bridge the gap on is the whole Ben and how he became Ben Kenobi more, more or less, you know, I guess, I guess I would say Obi-Wan Kenobi cause I don't know. He's kind of the most respected guy to me. The rest are, I mean, they're there, but they're not like a favorite, you know? I do like Darth Maul a lot, too, though. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Darth Maul. Mine is definitely Obi-Wan Kenobi. And probably my second is Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon is a beast. Uh, maybe we'll get to see a prequel series or something with him. But anyways, that was our that was our donut hole. Fun donut hole. Uh, a little bit of Star Wars. A little bit of nerd trivia again for you. All right, this next segment is What Fries My Donuts? <laughs> Ask me the question. What fries your donuts, Chris? Let me tell you this. I'm all fried up this week. I'm all... Y'all got me... Oh, man. Y'all got me fried up with this. Ooh, now, somebody cranked up the dog on the, on the fryer. Now, let me tell you. I do not like... I do not like this very fr much fries my donuts. 
when people are not team players, when people just decide that, you know what, I'm not going to help you out. And we've kind of talked about this in a sports setting, but I think most of what it is is like just not maybe on a personal level, but like in a work setting, because in a work setting, unless you work in a place where you're just absolutely, you know, uh, a recluse, like you have to work as a team. And I do not like when people think that their department is better than another department or that they think they're too good to help uh, somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's my thing. And I feel like people think, oh, you know what? Well, that's not my job. Yes. To a degree, you can say that. And I do believe that you should say that sometimes whenever you're not like trying to stress yourself out about things or, you know, people are trying to use you or abuse you. But sometimes like, I feel like that's the problem is so many people are like, you know what? That's not my job or that's not my department. I'm not going to help them out. And a good workplace and a good work environment is a team when you help your teammates out you know to be honest with you i my last thing that i would want to do is vacuum you know a, a place or clean something but if i see that a place is dirty i'm gonna clean it up i'm gonna vacuum because guess what i work here if we're part of the team i'm gonna help somebody else i don't think of myself as too good to vacuum or to clean something and i'm not calling anybody out or talking about a specific instance I'm just saying, man, people are not team players, and I think it really revolves around the whole uh, selfie culture and the whole me first attitude. What do you think about this? Because I know you have a lot to say about this. Man, even this past week, and so, you know, I'm over a team of about 12 people at, at my job, and the thing is, I see this so many times. I mean, I just really don't understand how the team idea has gotten away from its core so far. I mean, I literally had to tell them we have to work as a team. Literally, we have half of you pulling all the work and I'm grateful that you are and you really shouldn't be doing as much as you're doing. And then we have half of you that aren't doing anything, letting them pull the load for everybody. And that's not right. I mean, it's you know, it. you've always heard about it like an uneven workload, right? It doesn't go anywhere. It just goes in a circle. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's a plague amongst our society right now, in my mind, with how bad it could be. It really fries my donuts, too, because it's so easy, just as easy as it is for you to get out of work, it is as easy for you to do the small things. I mean, what Chris is talking about, it's not that hard. And I, I really feel... And I mean, we've talked about it with sports before, but it really has become even in sports fandom, right? It's all about, I like this player. I like this individual. I don't like the team. There is no team loyalty or not a lot of it. And so, I mean, it just seems like that's everywhere in our society, even at work is some people are all in, some people are out and then it's almost a bad thing if you're trying to get people to be all in on the team and you want them to be all in. Well, well, what I don't like too is, and this is like coming from a leadership standpoint, when the boss like doesn't help out as a team member, but he makes y'all do all the work, but then he takes the credit for the work that y'all did as a team. And that's why like I, I never like group projects in school because you would always have that one or two people that did all the work and then you'd have two 
two or three people. The rest would just slack off or not turn in their stuff, and you'd get a grade based upon what the team did. And so I was like, you know what? That's not fair. But at the same time, life's not fair either. But my thing is, like, you know, if you're a team member, pull your weight too. And, you know, you can't just be sitting off and, having a free ride and you need to be looking out, you know, you don't have to be best friends with your people at work. You know, not everybody I work with is my very, very best friend, but at the same time I see my team and I recognize, you know what, Hey, if so-and-so is struggling over here, I'm going to go help them out. It might not be in my department, but as a good, common, decent human person, I'm going to try and help that person because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team and I don't want to see my teammates suffer or struggle. I would rather have somebody that works for me be a team player and not necessarily be the best rock star as opposed to having somebody who's like an ultimate rock star who like, you know, if you're taking sales, for example, kills all the sales, but they're not a team player. They're all about them. They're all about what they can do and they're just absorbed on themselves. I'd rather have someone that isn't as gifted or as talented, but they're a team player and they're willing to help out. Or willing to learn, willing to grow. Um, just willing to move forward in some way. Um, I mean, and that's the thing. If I have two people sitting in front of me that I have to hire and one has all the experience in the world, but they don't want to grow and they don't want to learn and they just want to sit and and do nothing, that's already a key indicator that that's how they're going to work for you and that's how they're going to be with you. I'd rather have the hungry kid who may not know nearly as much, but he's going to want to learn or she's going to want to learn or whoever it may be, you know? So, um, it, I, I really think it's a culture thing, man, but I, I truly believe like when one, the pendulum swings one way, hopefully we'll have a, a group of hard workers coming up in the next generation. Yeah. So be a team player. If you're at work, go the extra mile. And, and, you know, even if it's not your job or not your department, I'm not saying do the other department's job for them, but you know, help out when you can, if you have time, help out. If you see a teammate struggling, help them. Cause at the end of the day, if you are struggling, you'd maybe want somebody to help you out. Uh, but anyways, yeah, bro, that's what fries my donuts. I don't like when people are, you know, they're divas and they're not team players and that just really fries my donuts but i'll get off of that soapbox (laughs) no problem man i totally get it though i totally get it uh so our next segment is our mystery donut which is our improv segment so we're going to do a game this week we're doing fortunately unfortunately and for those of you who remember um or have not heard before fortunately unfortunately is basically where that's one of us will start with fortunately, and then the other one will have to follow up with an unfortunately based on what the first person said. So, um, Chris, do you want to start with a category of some sort? Yeah, I got a good category. Filing your taxes. Filing your taxes. Okay, let's go ahead and start with filing your taxes. You want you want to go first? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. Fortunately, I'm going to get... $10,000 back on my tax refund this year. For unfortunately, HDR block messed up, so actually you owe $10,000. Fortunately, I'm not going to have to pay back that t- child tax credit, so I won't have to owe back that $10,000. Unfortunately, they're still going to want their tax on it. It just may come out the next few years. Fortunately, my brother's an accountant, and he can teach me how all the loopholes. Unfortunately, they found out he was unlicensed, so they 
he's closed his shop down. Fortunately, he's going to pass his license and get reinstated. Unfortunately, he failed the test, and that's not going to happen anymore. Fortunately, I didn't have to pay him any money, so I'm good on that front. Unfortunately, someone else stole your credit card information and drained your bank account. Fortunately, I banked with Wells Fargo, so they caught it before it even all got drained and gave me my money back. <laughs> Alright, you got me there. <laughs> Alright, good job. Do you have the next category, or do you need me to pick one? Yeah, I've got the next category. Um... Let's do at Comic-Con convention. All right, you go first. All right. Fortunately, they had all my favorite Star Wars characters this year. Unfortunately, they were only from the new Star Wars. Fortunately, I went over to see the people from Stargate Universe, and they were there. Unfortunately, they charged you $150 just for an autograph. Fortunately... I blocked my credit card, so I couldn't spend any money there. Unfortunately, your bank account stopped, froze, because they saw out-of-town charges, and they froze your bank account. Fortunately, I called them up told them to reinstate it. Unfortunately, Stan Lee's not going to be at Comic-Con this year. Fortunately, I went to his funeral, so I properly told him goodbye. Unfortunately, they arrested you at his funeral for trespassing. Because you didn't know him. Fortunately, I showed him my press pass that I made on my own, and they let me in. No problem again. Unfortunately, the FBI is now monitoring you because you made a fraudulent pass, uh, press pass. Fortunately, I know a friend on the FBI, and all I have to do is give him money every now and then to keep him quiet. Unfortunately, your friend got fired because he was caught talking to Julian Assange. Fortunately, as I'm going to jail, I'm going to one of those white-collar prisons with the, you know, the tennis courts and such. Unfortunately, you'll see Bill Cosby in there. He'll make you his prison wife. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay. All right. What's All right. The last one? Well, I guess our, la our last and final one is... At the beach on vacation. All right. All right. Here we go. Fortunately, the tide's not coming in that high today. Unfortunately, you got sunburned very badly. Fortunately, I have aloe vera, and I'll rub it all over my body so I won't be that sunburned anymore. Unfortunately, the aloe vera expired, and so now you have a nasty infection on top of it. Fortunately, my cousin's a doctor, so he'll prescribe me some medicine to take care of this. Unfortunately, once again, it, your cousin has been fired due to malpractice. Fortunately, I'm down here in Mexico, so the doctors won't be as expensive as the states. Unfortunately, now you have a bunch of leeches that are pest down. Okay, well, I guess you won. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that was a good fortunately. Unfortunately, our last and final segment is the eclair, which is our positive advice. I can't remember who went last week, so do you want to go ahead and go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so my eclair this week, and this is something I've really had to learn because, boy, has it been a week to this point. It's to take things slow because, man, you try to rush things. It seems to take longer than if you would have just taken it slow in the first place. Um, and what I mean by slow is 
it's not that you don't want to do it. You just want to take it at a pace to where it's relaxed. You're not worried about like, ooh, I need to get this done. I need to get this done like as quickly as possible. And I need to move on to the next thing. You just focus on that one task and you think about it and you say, I just want to do this right here. And you work on that until it's over with. And before you know it, you'll have accomplished everything on your list without rushing through it. Because um, like I said, when you tend to rush... For whatever reason, everything wants to throw up roadblocks at you, and you end up just taking longer anyways. So you might as well just relax through the process. Try to enjoy life. Try to enjoy the processes we always have to do each and every day. Yep. Slow and steady wins the race. Mine this week is going to sound very, very elementary, and I promise you I'm not insulting your intelligence, but you'll see why I'm going to say this, uh, and I'll explain it. Uh, and mine is this week, do the right thing. And we all have grown up and we've all been told, do the right thing. And you might be like, well, you know what? That's not really positive advice. Yeah, it really is because sometimes we have to be reminded of that. Sometimes in life we get so caught up and so busy that we can compromise on things and we can forget to do the right things. And even in the small stuff, we might be like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. No one's watching. But you never know who is watching. So do the right thing, even when it's hard, even when nobody's looking, even if it might get you in trouble. And to be honest, sometimes doing the right thing might have, you know, consequences and not everybody's going to like you for doing the right thing. And I don't know. I just kind of feel like there's somebody you're wrestling with, you know, whether what decision should I make? Should I do this? Should I cut corners here? But I just want to encourage you do the right thing because in the end, it always pays off. You might not always see it, but doing the right thing uh you know you can hold your head high and you can sleep well at night so do the right thing even when it's tough and that's my positive advice i know it sounds very elementary but sometimes we need to get back to basics i agree with you man good word there um well i was gonna plug the website and say tvtrashcan.com but right now it's not up uh we're like we said um, at the beginning of the episode, we're, we're thinking it's going to be about a week or two to rebuild it uh, the way we want to. And this time it's going to be even better. I truly believe that. So um, just give us some time there and we'll be seeing each other here in the next little bit. So um, looks like I'll still be the one eating the pig's feet and uh, Chris gets to, gets to film it or get to be in the film and chuckle at me while I'm gagging myself over there. Hey, TVTrashCan.com 2.0. Be looking for it. Be ready for it. It's going to be big. It's going to be new. Filing uh, copyright infringement without the consent of TrashCan TV or its affiliates is prohibited, just like the NFL. So we, just kidding, but we really didn't copyright infringe anything. So we weren't doing anything that we weren't supposed to do. Somebody was just being a hater. And that's okay. You know what? We wish you the best and nothing but good things on you, uh, even though you tried to take us down. You can't take us down. But anyways, I'm rambling, so we're going to sign off. Sign them off, Micah. All right. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast, and we will see you guys next week.